Hey, it's Mike again. Just a quick note about our release schedule over the 2021 holidays. We won't publish an episode on the Monday after Christmas, which is December 27th, or the Monday after New Year's, which is January 3rd. So your coterie of misfit vampires will be back with episode number 14 on Monday, January 10th. From there, we have some really exciting content in store. We're about halfway through this season's adventure, so we recorded a cast interview and answered some questions about the characters that we'll publish soon. And you'll get to hear an episode of this TV show that Clear Visions is always rambling about. So from all of us at Monster Game Night, we wish you safe travels and happy holidays. Thanks for sticking with us, and we're excited to bring you some more game nights in 2022. Monster Game Night is a dark comedy actual play podcast that contains personal and political horror. This show is not appropriate for children, and adults can find content warnings in our episode descriptions. Welcome to our Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle, Bluegrass by Night, where our storyteller pits us sweet, innocent vampires against a group of crazed cultists who control the fictional city of Jamestown. I'm Josh, and I play Clear Visions, the torpid Toreador. I'm Nick, and I play Jason, the power-hungry Banhu Akeem. I'm Russell, and I play Gordon, the down-on-his-luck Lasombra. This is Ben, playing Tommaso, the perplexed Hakeda. And I am Mike, and I'll be your storyteller this evening. Why doesn't our Coterie recap what happened last time on Monster Game Night? To kick things off, I failed a check, and now Clear Visions is in torpor. Gordon uh, successfully established a cover identity for the group and later successfully uh, exfiltrated the group from the museum. Jason erased the runes into the final vault where he liberated a very old book and recovered Olivia's chalice. Yeah, and Tommaso, I nearly died, but I held off those attackers. As the sun rises, our coterie begins their day sleep, hidden safely away in their various havens. That morning... The mortals of Jamestown awaken to a flurry of activity. Rumors fly wildly as the city is rocked by the news of a terrorist attack upon the Anthropology Center that even the CIA was powerless to stop. The Jamestown police release a public statement damning the attack and lamenting the brutal deaths of two officers lost in the line of duty. The citizens of Jamestown find no time to grieve because amidst this devastating news, travelers drawn by the Clear Vision show have begun pouring in to watch tomorrow night's live filming. Hotels and restaurants are overflowing, while the streets are packed with fans and a good number of protesters among them. Meanwhile, as the Clear Vision set crew hurries to complete preparations for the live filming of tomorrow night's episode, they frantically try to get hold of the titular host himself who seems to have disappeared sometime last night. As the sun sets, Clear Visions, stupid in torpor, misses several urgent phone calls while the rest of our coterie awakens. I need each of you to give me a rouse check. Everybody except Clear Visions, that is, who will remain in torpor for the time being, make a rouse check. I slap him. There is no response from Clear Visions. Made me feel better. My eyebrow twitches. <laughs> <laughs> I do not get hungrier. I also do not get hungrier. Jason's Haven is a very plain cinder block white basement apartment. 
It has a heavy steel door painted gray on one wall. The cinder blocks are painted white and porous. There's not a lot of furniture here. There's a bed. There is a camera that looks out into the hallway, and that's about it, as well as a small refrigerator that contains some very choice supplies for Mr. Driston. Right. <laughs> Tommaso awakens. Tommaso's in bad shape. He's been burned horribly and not fully recovered from it. He's been electrocuted. He's had his throat cut. Looks around at the group and says, I think I need a night off. I'm going to stay here. Yeah, you go ahead and you take that. In the meantime, I'm just going to be over here uh, preparing a ritual. So Jason takes a seat next to Clear Vision's torpid body. And what ritual are you preparing? My new one. One with the blade. So the first thing I do is... Use a small dagger to open up a, a wound in my arm where I let my Vitae flow freely into a small shallow tub where I then immerse my sword. So I imagine Jason has kind of a small like dishwashing tub from the kitchens and his sword drawn from the inside of his guitar and immerses them in his own Vitae. And as I'm doing this, I'm just quietly muttering to myself, my life for yours, your life for mine, my life for yours, your life for mine. So I need to make a, a ritual roll. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh my God. This is well within Jason's grasp. He's been preparing to do this for a while now, and it's satisfying to be able to do this so easily. Also, I forgot to mention, Clearvision's cell phone has been ringing a lot. I can't do anything about that, so... <laughs> I pick it up. Do you? You yeah. answer it? No, I'm not going to answer it. I'm okay. just looking at who's been calling. It's not a phone number that you recognize, or that is known to Clearvision's. I'm going to let it ring. See if they leave a voicemail. You let it ring. It rings. It goes to voicemail. Does Clearvision's keep any kind of a lock on his phone? Probably not. I think that that is much too complicated for who he is. So, yeah, Jason could listen to it if he wished to. Uh, yeah. Is it on speaker or is it just to himself? Just to myself. Just to himself. So only Jason hears. Hi, Mr. Visions. This is Hannah. I was supposed to give you a wake-up call tonight. I was supposed to find you, but I went to your trailer and no one was there. But uh, anyway, we got some stuff to talk about. Give me a call back at this number. Bye. No one important. I'm just assuming, like, it's a secretary or something. For now, I'm just silently going into a trance. Let's cut to Gordon. I believe that Gordon, after he left Vortex Industries, returned to the church. The day has passed. Gordon awakens. What do you wish to do? Gordon's going, going to go out hunting for some food. Your scene is the criminal underground. That it is. You know a few places to look. Ridley's being one of the easiest places to check that's fairly nearby to where you are now. So that's a total of six dice. And actually, I get to add one because I'm in my scene queen. Ooh. So that's four successes. Ridley's itself is a short, one-story bar, very unassuming in its construction, simple red brick, a burnt-out white neon sign over top says Ridley's. It's missing the apostrophe. The sun having just gone down, 
Gordon finds the parking lot of Ridley's, looks about, and finds a, a young man that is beginning some dishonest work, laying underneath of a truck, liberating a catalytic converter from this vehicle. As you do. Well, thank you for looking at my car. What's wrong with it? Uh, yeah, there's uh, nothing. Uh, no, it was all broken. It was all rattled. You didn't hear that rattle. I hear it at clear 12 miles away. This is broken. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Can you come out and, like, show me what you're talking about? Like, can, can you, like, can I see? You see a figure roll out. He is a young, young man, probably in his early 20s. He looks a little bit frightened of Gordon. He looks down at the angle grinder in his hand, makes eye contact with Gordon. Now, you wouldn't be trying to destroy my car or anything, would you? This is your car? You wear that suit and you drive this pickup truck? Yeah. I had a very important meeting to go to. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean nothing by it. I'm sure that there's a way that we can solve this. A way that mutually benefits us both. What did you roll again? Four successes. That is enough to succeed on this. You have no trouble feeding from this young... I, thief is a strong word for him. Opportunist. So at the end, I'm going to activate cloud memory and tell him to forget everything. Very well. Returning back to Jason, you have entered your trance. What do you wish to do? After about a couple hours, uh, I'm going to get up and I am also going to go look for food. All right. So just prowl the back alleys of the nearby streets, see if I can find anything. This is not your preferred hunting type. You do prefer bagged when you can get it. You're looking around. I imagine Ridley's is probably the right place for you to be looking, given that your haven is in the basement of Ridley's. There's quite a bit going on here. Uh, Jason looks around the back alleys around here. Give me a dice roll, just of uh, wits plus awareness, to see if you find a good feeding spot. Three. Three successes. This is an easy place to look around. You find a small group of men and women have gathered, obviously talking shop. You can see that they are wearing muddied and stained coveralls. They're complaining about their day's work and their bosses. They're pretty tipsy at this point. Jason judges that it wouldn't be too hard to pick one off from this group. Of course I would just run into a group. I want one just by himself. <laughs> I'll wait a little while. It takes a little while, but eventually one stands up and a man stands up and walks off towards the side of Ridley's and you hear a zip. So that's when I come down on top of him to grab him from behind. I need a dice roll of dexterity plus stealth to see if you can do this without the rest of the group observing what is happening. You can hear them talking in the background, complaining about work at Vortex Industries and the hours and the labor and just how unpleasant it is. That is three. That is enough for you to slake one hunger. That is not enough for you to take two. Well, that was unsatisfying. As I stand up, I stumble a little bit. <laughs> oh, he was an inebriated. <laughs> That's about the moment that you notice Gordon walking from around the back of a pickup truck, wiping away something from his face. Sup? Hey, you get your veil? Yeah. Where's the old man? I didn't see any old man. Gordon ignores Jason and walks down to th to Jason's hideaway. 
and goes to find uh, Clear Visions and Tommaso. Gordon enters into Ridley's bar. At this time of night, Ridley's is very crowded, very active. Many of the workers of Vortex Industries have come here to relax after their shift. The light is fairly dim, and the floors are wooden. The bar itself is a little bit grungy. Is there anyone that is sitting alone up in the bar? Oh, absolutely. I want to go approach one of them. Okay, what are you looking for? I want to strike up a conversation with them. Uh, you see a young woman with a denim jacket, curly blonde hair, and she is wearing very thick gold rim glasses. Uh, how are you doing tonight? I'm just waiting for my date to show up. Oh, yeah? Is this like a first date, second date? What kind of date is this? Well, I'm hoping it'll be a first date. Yeah? Well, how'd you meet him? Well, I haven't met him yet. Well, how did you set the date up? I haven't set it up yet. Oh. You know, I would love to get to know you a little bit better. And he looks in her eyes, and he's going to cast Mesmerize, and he tells her how to get down to Jason's hideout. And you're going to stand there and wait for me to get there. Okay. She stands up. Gordon sees her carrying out his instructions. She turns around and heads in the direction of the basement. Gordon is then going to stealth and head that way as well. Very well. I follow not too far behind. (laughs) You see that she has reached the door of Jason's Haven by this point, is standing in front of a locked gray steel door and staring at the keypad. So Gordon is going to punch in the code and open the door. You don't have the code. Do I not have the... I thought you gave us the code. You did not. Oh, well then, I guess I'm going to sit there. Actually, what kind of door is this? It's a steel door. Okay. Steel hinged door that opens inward. Okay. Is is it a pin pad or like, is there a locking mechanism that I could pick? There's a keypad. There's a digital keypad. Okay. Man, I was really hoping for like a full bank vault with the spinny Me wheel. Too. I, I was too. Right? We did that three times twice last week, though. So uh, you just, I just can't get enough of those doors, though. <laughs> okay, Gordon's just going to sit there and wait for Jason. Jason. Uh, okay, I, I appear there at the top of the stairs. You just see a woman standing <laughs> down there. <laughs> Are you lost? You're looking a little lost. I think I am lost, aren't I? I'll just be going now. <laughs> a voice out of the darkness says, No, you will not. Open the door. Yeah, I figured you were here somewhere. <laughs> I key in the door. Walk forward. <laughs> she follows Jason into the haven. Okay. Is this like your... Do you work here? Yes, I work here. Just just sit there and, and be quiet and... I will let you know what happens next. I'll just be quiet. He then turns to Jason and says, why the fuck did you not wake up the old man? You knew what old man was talking about. Why the fuck was that not the first thing you did? I put a blood bag on the pillow next to him. (laughs) You would definitely know that's not how it works. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do know that. I did it anyway. Oh, you were talking about this old man? Sorry, I, I feasted on someone who was a little tipsy. You're a fucking idiot. He walks into the room, turns to Tommaso, and says, You, jackass, why didn't you wake up the old man? The tiniest smile appears on Clear Vision's face. Because in torpor, you can lightly move your fingertips. (laughs) Because he's annoying? The smile fades. (laughs) You know he can hear you, and 
knows what's going on around him, right? Yes. Yes, I do. How about we put you in torpor and see how that feels? Yeah, I'd like to see you try. Okay. He then goes over and takes a blood bag out, cuts the top off, and stuffs it down Clear Vision's throat. Nothing happens. You get half. No, you, to awaken me from torpor, you need to feed me blood of a vampire with blood potency equal to or higher than mine. <laughs> or I'll be asleep for two weeks. Jesus. Fine. I will slice my palm open and drip some Vitae out and increase my hunger by one. Oh, yeah. So that would wake me up. Oh. I then heal my hand up and so I'm at two hunger now. And you have a level one blood bond with me. <laughs> oh, well, what happened in that bank vault? Oh, hi. And then I jump on the girl. <laughs> and I'm going to feed on her. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, so boy. Somebody was hungry. <laughs> is your intention to drain her dry? Yes. Okay. So I will make you roll for that. This hey, is old unfortunate. man. I think I got some blood on my suit. Uh, yeah. But I don't I, think I, you're going to find a decent dry cleaner here. No, I just had to burn this one, I think. I'll get another one. Clear Vision's phone rings again. Yeah, I toss him his phone. Here. This, uh, Hannah Chick's been calling you. Oh, Hannah? Okay. I answer the phone. Hi, Clear Vision's TV's most famous medium. Hi, Clear Vision speaking in present. How can I help? How can I help you? Audibly rolls my eyes. Hi, this is Clear Vision's. Oh, hi, this is Clear Vision's. Yes, continue. <laughs> hi, Mr. Vision's. Oh, this is, this is Hannah. I don't think we've ever talked before. Probably not. Who is, who is this? I'm Timmy's intern. Tim. Oh, wow. Uh, He's really moving up, isn't he? <laughs> he said he was busy with business cards and stuff tonight, so I should wake you up. It's my first day. I think there's supposed to be like an orientation and stuff, but Timmy said I'm so smart I don't need that. So I'm supposed to tell you a few things. Can you hear a shuffle of paper? Okay, so the first thing I'm supposed to tell you is that, uh, let's see, we... We're supposed to record tomorrow night. We're supposed to film an episode of the show. And we've already screened the audience members. And we've sent that to your trailer. I went to your trailer and it was locked. I don't know where they put it. You know, I, I stayed last night at a friend's house. So they probably just slid it under the door. You know, security and all. But I, I really appreciate you putting in the legwork here, Hannah. Okay, now listen. You have a real can-do attitude. And I appreciate that. And I just wanted to say thank you for your persistence in attempting to wake me up. You know how much of a night owl I am. The second thing I'm supposed to tell you is someone someone came looking for you. I guess he had some questions about Terrence. And uh, Timmy said we should send Mark, you know, Mark, your, your double. But he wasn't sure if that was a good idea or not. So I'm supposed to ask you about that. I do think it'd be a good idea to send Mark. He's really good at, you know, talking with people and just sort of figuring it out. I just trust him. He'll be able to handle it. If it's any of those uh, local PDs, they can... You just said Mark. Uh, so this is the last thing I'm supposed to tell you. Little snag, when we were setting up for the show... Okay, Hannah, one thing. I like to hear the bad news at the beginning. That way I get to end the, end the conversation on a little sweet note, and you're really just funking this up. Think about that moving forward. I'll remember that next time, if there is a next time. We'll have to see. Continue. I missed all my classes today. Oh, sounds like you better work hard here because <laughs> you don't got any other options. While the light people or something were setting up for the show and stuff, 
and uh, one of the lights fell. Well, it hit someone, and I thought that was funny, because, you know, whose first day involves a light falling? And... Now, Hannah, that's really good physical comedy that I really appreciate, but how is the... Who did it hit, exactly, and where did it fall? So after it hit him, I pulled out my phone and started taking video, because, like, you know, Clear Vision Show has an accident, could go viral. Yeah, we need to talk about your contract, but we'll continue. Then all the lights started falling. Oh, wow. It got really dark after all the lights fell out. And then I heard all the chairs getting knocked over and stuff. And then people started screaming and running. And when when did this happen, Hannah? Uh, just a little bit ago. Thank you for your time. I will take it from here. And I hang up. And the line goes dead. Hey, old man, what's up? Everything is... Everything is fine. Except... My show is falling apart. (laughs) Hey guys, we're Monster Game Night. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. I'm Mike, your storyteller, and I am joined at the table by... I'm Nick, playing Jason. I'm Russell, playing Gordon. Josh, playing Clear Visions. And Ben, playing Tommaso. Tune in next week, please. We release an episode every Monday. Also, when you get a chance, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. We'd, of course, love to hear from you on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Monster Game Night. Also, please give us a rating, write a review, and tell your friends and family about the show if you enjoyed it. Because word of mouth is the best way for a small independent show like ours to grow. Hope that you can come to our next Monster Monster Game Game Night. Night.